With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans, joining me as always Jim Grant. Good evening. And one of our coterie, I think uh, I would say, of radio producers, it's George Mann. Good evening. Is coterie the... Coterie is a very good term. Good yeah. collective noun? I, I, I think that's absolutely correct. Or for, for radio producers radio specifically. Producers just generally. Well, it would be appropriate. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, with George Mann, radio producer George Mann, uh, the Chelsea game uh, that happened last night that you and I went to. Yeah, you? we went to that. We went yes. to that. Yeah. Then there'll be some matters arising uh, from that. <laughs> and then a kind of look forward to where, where we're going as, as a club and a race. And then not lots of not not a kind of white supremacist. Where where are we going as a race? <laughs> no, not that, Jim. Say, Don't whoa, be silly. Whoa, whoa. Not that sort of thing. But uh, just just where we're going, what we're doing, what where we're going, where what and are why we, and why why we're doing that, and then we'll look forward or with some with increasing alarming trepidation to the Manchester United game, Manchester, which yes. we looked forward to possibly at Christmas with a kind of optimism, but yes. which we now look forward to with a kind of... Well, we haven't won an away game since exactly. Christmas. A restless worry. A restless mm. questioning worry. Well, since just after Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Actually. A yearning worry. Yeah. A worry... What was the Boxing plaintive. Day game but wasn't the Boxing Day game? That we won that one. Southampton. Southampton, away. Southampton, yeah, yeah. Last away victory. 2-1. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the shape of the uh, podcast. So let's let's begin. Let's begin. So Jim, you and I went to uh, Chelsea <laughs> away did. last night. Yes, it was. Uh, now the mm. drug sniffing dog. Uh, the, the I said Springer spaniel. You said it was a cocker spaniel. I said it was a cocker spaniel. I think it was a Springer spaniel. What? What is what is the difference? Well, Springer spaniel is slightly bigger. Ah. Slightly bigger, and I don't think they have um, quite. So is such... a young, so is a young Springer Spaniel a Cocker Spaniel? No, no, right. no, no. no it's Springer it's not just based on size. No, right. No, no, no. Oh, in the sense that a young Alsatian isn't a Chihuahua. <laughs> exactly. It's still an Alsatian. Exactly. Exactly. It's still an Alsatian exactly. because exactly. it's young. Yeah. So yeah. I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, I got searched. So a young human, Sorry. that's still a human. A, young, uh, a small, a small <laughs> human is still a human. Well, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why are we talking about this? Smaller versions of uh, other things. So, <laughs> so, so, a cocker spaniel isn't a young a spring. Uh, isn't no, a young spring. It's a different. It's a different. It's so still a spaniel, th- but it's a different breed. Jim, this has probably not sort of come up uh, about on this podcast, or hasn't come up on the podcast. Well, dog it's, breeds. It's a dog. It's um. Well, Jim's wife, Fran, yeah. is a avid. Uh, I'd say dog collector. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's house is essentially it's a, it's a, it's a full of dogs. Yeah. Often, if you walk from the living room to the kitchen, you're walking on a seething mass. Yeah. 
George, you're right, a coterie. You're walking and on a coterie of dogs' backs. Yeah. It, well, we have collies as well, and, was, and as a breed, they have a habit of getting in the way. Yes. If there's right? a way, they will be in it. Stupidity. Generally. Yeah, they are very stupid. Right, not, right. not to be confused with very intelligent border collies, like right. the sheep dogs, you know, the kumbai, ah, yeah, yeah, kumbai, yeah. and all that stuff. They're no, very, um, very, very clever. Uh, lassie, lassie Those, dogs. Uh, lassie Your dogs. dogs are lassie dogs. Yes, ironically, the lassie, lassie of course, is, is, is notoriously intelligent. Clever, is intelligent. Yeah, but the, they it's, are not it's, intelligent. It's a lie. Thick as mint. Yeah, they're yeah. thickest, thickest two short planks. And also, of course, lassie was played by a male. Yeah. Was played by a male dog, yeah. well, a series of male dogs, or perhaps uh, a Scandinavian male dog, because Lassie is a is a male. Oh yeah, like Lassie Viren, Lassie the, Viren, the, the, the long distance the long runner, distance runner. Yeah. Yeah. or Lassie Halstrom, the film director. <laughs> <laughs> this is going brilliant. It's it's going really really so well. So, do you think? Um, Spaniels generally are they intelligent dogs? <laughs> yes, I think they are. So they are, hence their use as sniffer dogs outside football grounds. That's really so. Yeah. Do you think that that a kind of once they've discerned with their powerful sniffing ability that there are some drugs involved? Do you think that then its intelligence kind of goes? Yeah, that's some grade A. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, they're very discerning. Oh, that is mental. Yeah, that is, yeah, uh, yeah. that's some that is seriously some, some good shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the spaniel is a good drug sniffing dog, apparently. Yeah, they, and the Alsatian yeah. is. A, I mean, all dogs are good at sniffing. Yeah. I mean, it's what dogs do. It's what I mean, they, they do, have yeah. a highly, you know, they have a heightened sense of some can. Like, some can smell like tumours now, or or, yeah, yeah. or epilepsy. They if you were trying to, if you were trying to smuggle an arse into a football. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be all over that because that's what they like that's what but they they're like trained to not to confuse arses with elbows right okay you know, ah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. which brings us back to our club <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we went to this game last night yeah uh, george and it was uh it was it was i mean you know the, 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 there's been a little bit of fallout so it's kind of, that it was catastrophic and the first half didn't seem that seemed not very good to me <laughs> um, it was a bit of a procession i mean um uh, summed up by the way that uh, hazard waltzed through us for his you know wonder goal, goal. Yeah, yeah. but i think really you know noble and 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 declan rice like, was like opened a door for him it's I mean, like they he just was coated in knowledge shock wasn't it yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like, kind yeah. Of kept away absolutely you know i, I just Every, I mean, nobody took responsibility to get in his way. No, basically. no, that's right. And they are the two players you want to take responsibility. I don't think you can well, they're your central midfielders, aren't they? They're yeah, supposed yeah. to protect the defence. You know. Yes, it felt like uh, Noble slightly got caught flat-footed, and you know, Hazard is quick, isn't he? He sort of with like, the ball he, at his feet. I don't think there's anyone quicker. No, I mean, he's no, that's stuck right. To his he's foot, not a. It? He's not a sort of. You know, he's not an athlete, and he's not a kind of. Uh, you know, Theo Walcott, Sean Wright Phillips. He's one of those people that's sort of noted for being really fast, but with a fucking ball at his feet, yeah, he he's great. shifts. Like I mean, a, let's, let's, let's be well. clear. He's a yes, world-class he player. He's yeah, yeah. better than anyone we have. And he was on song last night. He, he, was, he yeah. was. That was one of the better individual performances against us I've seen in a, in a, in a long while. He was just on fire. Yes, he was. And uh, he's like we one weren't and a half, at it in the first half. He's the player Lanzini sort of wants to be in a way. And if you yeah. look at him, he's about one and a half times bigger. He's much more muscly. He's about the same height as Lanzini, but he's yeah. just like 50% sort of thicker in every... He's barrel-chested. He, he yeah. is probably barrel-chested. Yes. But the point was, you know, once he gets his speed up, you can't stop him. By no, the time right. Bonner and everyone yes. else. There's no way anyone's no, going right. to go without clattering him and getting sent like off. Mar- like sort of Maradona was like yeah, he's short, but it's a different body yeah, shape. Yeah. It's like Messi's body shape. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of I mean, those big uh, thighs or whatever yeah. else. Yeah, but yeah. you got you know, but but they had that chance. Noble and Rice had that chance to get a foot. That's in. right. Yes, Noble seemed to be just caught flat-footed, and they, I mean they were both caught flat-footed in a sense. And then there was a great piece of there was a great piece of skill yeah, and yeah. great timing. You know, and Fredericks tried to get in and, and block it in. But yeah. the control was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, when the team was sort of announced, we were under the stand uh, when the, when on you know one of the screens there, the team sort of scrolled across, and I, I sort of thought that's pretty much the strongest West Ham team. Yeah. You could put out Maybe. at the moment yeah i thought um uh fredericks was really making sort of strides 
before he seemed to disappear for uh, the last home game against Everton. Um, and I don't know if he was injured or whether picking Zabaleta was a choice, but Zabaleta struggled in that game. And Fredericks has been starting to sort of show something, I thought. So I thought that that, that team lineup seemed strong. I, would, I mean, I agree broadly, but I, I am not in the Hernandez fan club, I've got to admit. And I no, just, no, that I was just possibly... Feel the, he's so often... A waste of a shirt, really. That was possibly and he the... hardly touched the ball. No. He did one nice little thing in the first half, yeah, yeah. and that was it. And and he's for us, he's a luxury we can ill afford, really, particularly yes, in away yes. games, because he, you know, he will take chances and he will do some great things from time to time. But his general, you know, his contribution to the game generally is not, his attitude, it's isn't not it? Great. I think that I, I'm sure he's a complete professional. But his idea of just putting everything into every game, he just doesn't seem to be able to do it. No. And, I, and just, there's so many chances he misses, so many chances he doesn't get near. And games like to, where today, we, yeah, we were effectively playing with ten men in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it. it I, I suppose in a way, when 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 you looked at the lineup, it was kind of the shape as as much as the personnel. In in that. Um, it was pleasing that that. Uh, Arnautovic and Hernandez were sort of included in the same team. But ultimately, um, Hernandez seemed to be slightly isolated up front on his own. Um, what seemed to happen in the second half with the kind of sort of shaping is that if, if you are going to sort of play someone up on their own, Arnautovic is, is the player to do that yeah. in spades. You know, it's like yeah. Hernandez in front of a kind of midfield five yeah. is p- utterly pointless. Whereas... Um, um, yeah. The sort of chasing down of the goalkeeper, which Arnautovic does, and is very laudable, you know, uh, yeah. um, you know, really started to work in the second half. You know, uh, the the well, maybe we should keep keep talking about. Well, the first I half mean, the f- I mean, the first half they should have been out of sight. Yeah, they must have been kicking themselves at halftime, and we were lucky to still be in the game at halftime. But then you are, and you're in the game, and you think, oh, well, it's not going, you know, we've got, you know, yeah. if he gets it right second half, and we're, and we're more at it. And he, you know, he made the right a substitution. Snodgrass made a difference because he just ran around. Well, that, um, you know, that's very interesting. Got, because... in pe- got in people's faces and sort of, you know, got his foot yeah. in and did all right. Um, uh, we started pressing them second half, which we hadn't done first off. We'd sat back and just let John them go through us. Had a lot to do with. Um, which meant we were kind of vulnerable to the break. And they had a good couple of chances on the break, obviously. But at least we were in their faces and, and, and yeah. we had them we had them wobbling a little bit we had a spell didn't yeah, we, we yeah, well, I, th- I think half. we I think we had them on the, on the go until about the last five minutes of the second half mm. when they just kind of were creeping they, they kind of they, they just slightly well, began I, to I, I think until us. Noble went off I, th- yeah. I, th- I thought when yeah. Obiang for Noble did not make us better and we lost con- we lost that bit of control and a little bit of creativity no I wonder if you know, felt that kind of Noble sort of a run out of steam out of legs, bit, I think you know, yeah um, yeah yeah, I it, saw a lot of people saying that Noble yeah. looked knackered. But I mean, going back to what you said about yeah. the first half, it's been the story of our season since Christmas. It's been crap first half, crap starts, and we haven't mm, really kind yeah. of. You know, if you think about the best match we've recently, you know, we played recently was against Huddersfield when we kind of came back in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. but Everton was you know absolute shit show. Cardiff the same, and you don't understand why he takes the half time before he. Yes. Sparks it into life. It's yeah. it's um, no, you know, know it's a, yeah. it's a shame. In that you know, we will we will talk about that. Well, no, actually, let's keep talking about the second half. But I, though I was, you know, we the the generally what's happened since Christmas is something that perhaps we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah. uh, no, the um, uh, you know, if if the people in the ground had been uh, essentially on social media, so they changed with Snodgrass. I mean, actually, I turned to you and kind of went, "Oh God, I'm not sure that's going to help." Yeah. It felt like Nazri would be the better substitution, but actually, Snodgrass's hustle. Uh, made an enormous well, we, difference, we, and he was a very impactful substitute. Yeah, we we pressed them really well. I mean, I, I, but also moving on out of it to his closing yeah, down the keeper. Although because, Ru- Rudiger did very, he had him in his pocket really. Yes, but what honest. happened, which I thought was was good, was yes. All of those kind of punted balls forward. Rudiger won, but then we had someone following up to connect to connect yeah, we, with we won Rudiger's yeah, defensive header, yeah. and it's just enough to have yeah. you know this 
this big unit running at you, which is on yeah. out of it. I, th- I for- thought it was on out of it. I mean, I watched it on TV, yeah. but I thought on out of it was his best half. Yes, it was this great. year. Yes, yeah, yeah, he really yeah, pushed. He got in, in there. Yeah, he yeah. got a few shots yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, things weren't coming off. Nothing came off for Anderson, particularly first no, half. He tried no. little through balls. Lanzini you know, tried well. to take yeah, on yeah. people, and nothing was coming off. Um, Rice upped his game second half as well. Yeah. I thought really upped his game. He was all over the place and really putting in yeah, yeah. tackles and getting his foot in and breaking stuff up. You know, and 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 Kante, who had kind of been had the freedom of the park in the first half, he he. He quietened down for them, so we you know. But you've got to start games like that, you know. Yeah. You can't you can't wait until you're a goal down and you know in trouble to start playing. No, that's, it's that's interesting isn't too it? often, as you say, George. We 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 you know at, at Christmas, uh, I think I said on this podcast, you know, it was a great feeling to have this sort of sense of we're mid table now and. Uh, we're kind of on an upward trajectory that feels that the second half of this season, especially given the four games that begun the first half of the season, for the first time in a long time, we're, we're going to enter the second half of the season on a kind of upward trajectory, really strong, really good. And that, oddly, sort of hasn't happened. It's almost turned into that kind of curbishly or when Allardyce in his sort of first and third seasons in the Premiership accrued enough points to be safe and then everything you know came off the gas and this has been a bit like that we got to sort of 42 points and and it's difficult to see whether we're kind of showing in these games it's sort of that team last night as I say felt like our you know pretty much as I say apart from kind of shape uh with um, Hernandez isolated up on his own, that was a pretty strong West Ham team. That's, that's pretty much as strong as I think we can put out on a field. Um, but it was very poor in the first half. I think it showed signs of hope, though, for the rest of the season. I think there was something about that... I thought, actually, this seems like we're going to go forward. Whether it gets second half against Everton, it was just yes. desperate. And yeah, yeah. against Huddersfield, it was just a desperate show of a team that was... no. We, we beat them. We got a lucky goal, then we just trampled through them. Yes. So I, I, I think that... There was something positive. Apart, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I tell the one person I, I am so. worried about is Lanzini. I think that yeah. I'm not sure he's fully fit. I think we've got to. You know, yeah, yeah, he's coming back from a very, very difficult injury. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that he looks as sprightly as he does. To be honest, you know, and and he's playing 90 minutes, isn't he? And, yeah. And the idea, perhaps, in the ideal world, he wouldn't be doing that. He'd be, be playing eased, 30 minutes eased, at the eased, end eased or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I, I'm not sure, I, with the Huddersfield, I thought Nasri made the difference. I thought Nasri yeah. was class. When well, he do, came do you know that Nasri got injured at half time yesterday? Did he? he got injured warming up. He was going to come he? on. Was so, he? And, and, um, the, so I obviously I was watching. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was watching on TV, and he was warming up, and and he wasn't even on the bench for the second oh. half. So that's kind of you know this is the famous West Ham physio yeah, yeah. therapy and yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Bullshit played a full game for the under 23s, didn't he? He played, he played, he played, played an hour. Played an hour. Yeah, but I mean, whether we'll is see he him gonna, or not, is I don't he going to? Ha- is that going to happen? I mean, I don't. I, you know, is he, can you depend on him? I mean, I think we obviously need to. We're, I'm no doubt between now and the end of the season, we're going to talk a lot about the transfer window, and yeah, we've already absolutely. spoken about the kinds of kind yeah. of gaps. I just wonder but, whether they're going to. They need to invest a fair amount of money this well, summer if we're going to keep pace with where we are, let but, alone improve. But Will, you know, Will Shear is going to come back into Lanzini role, isn't he? He's going to be coming back from a long injury. Yes. Is he going to be able to sustain that? Is he be able to get up to some sort of level of performance? Mm. He's got no in, track uh, record of being able to dozen, do that, isn't he? In the half dozen games we've got left. Talk about investment. You know, we are told, you know, one of the lines that came out from the various club mouthpieces, shall we say, that you know, that the season ticket rises this year were to pay for last year's investment. We seem like a fair bit of management um, expectation mm. management about what's going to go on this year. But you know, again you talk about you see Pellegrini talking and he's very talking much talking about progressing the club through investment. And then you hear these rumours that we're looking at a French manager. You know, it's sort of you know, is it, mm-hmm. yeah, there seems to be like, you know, it's always the West Ham way to sort of you know, undermine. You can't have it's sustained progress. It's a familiar progress. story of, of subtly starting to undermine the manager, and uh, you know, I mean, I hope it doesn't all replay. As but they've got a track. You know, we'll believe it when we see it. But they've got a track record of of, yeah. of doing yeah. this sort of thing. One good transfer window, keep everyone happy for a bit, stay safe, and then 
not follow that up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's been the pattern, hasn't it? it and seems then that, sort of blame the manager then for what for, for, yeah, the, for the subsequent yeah. struggles, which makes every season a kind of transition season. This yes, this season genuinely feels exactly. like a transition season because we we yeah. screwed up the kind of. Uh, migration to the new large stadium after this we we gave ourselves the best possible springboard with our finisher uh, yeah, no, yeah absolutely you should have built and on that. then just utterly blew it had a chance to kind of fix it in another transfer window and blew that as well and we're in a kind of relegation struggle and had to change the manager to a kind of red adair David Moyes rescuing the season to just keep us up, yeah. basically. So, and so, you're kind of going, you're just massively fucking this thing up. And uh, this season feels like a transition season. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen some, you know, huge disappointment expressed about this season. But I can't really subscribe to that because I feel it feels like this is kind of year zero of the Olympic Stadium kind of... Well, it's what it, that should, that's exactly what it should be. So I'm kind of reserving judgment, really, because yeah, I, mean, I think this is perfectly acceptable as a transition season. Yes, absolutely. But what must happen now is a real backing of them. This manager has shown that he can get the team playing some really, really scintillating football at times and progressive and attacking football and counter-attacking mm-hmm. away from home. Well, we've seen it. Um, you know the performance against Liverpool. You know was yeah. was magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know even in defeat, some of the performances away at Arsenal earlier in the season showed that kind of a. You know this is the way we want to play. We want yeah. to go to places and not just sit back. You know everyone behind the ball and you know that was which was what's so disappointing about the first half. Because well, that's how we were, weren't we? We, yeah. just let, we were just sitting back and letting them play. Um, uh, but but we know that the the, the squad needs upgrading in crucial yes. areas. Yeah. It, crucially up front we have to have some firepower yeah, he's absolutely. got to bring he's got, and that's going to cost money yeah yeah um, but I mean I, I'm not sure there's a knowledge at the club or the ability to do that or the willingness to do that I think that you know what happened last August was the first decent transfer window since well the Payette one probably 2015 yeah so you know three years so that's six failed transfer windows yeah we got something right and you could argue, you know, bringing in Nasri and whatever else was a bit, you know, was an improvement in January. The stop gaps have been all yeah, right as well. But yeah. so, what do you think about what's going to happen this summer? I mean, you are they going to keep Sanchez? Are they, you know, keep Perez? They've probably signed them to oh, decent contracts. Why don't we, with the introduction of this new subject, talk about that after the break? Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Before the break, we were speculating as to uh, early days to do this, but uh, what sort of transfer business might happen and what should happen over the summer and how the team might move forward from this point that we're in. Yes. What do we think? I mean, uh, there's been talk about Dzeko, hasn't there, up front and 33 years old yeah mm-hmm. he was great five six years ago but now he scored what seven league goals this season how many times have we had this it's sort of aging slightly past it strikers we've had so many of them yeah our good um, friend Rob Banks uh, did a Facebook quiz yesterday about um, apparently there are nine of the top 50 all time yeah, premiership yeah. all time yeah, uh, yeah. premiership scorers so since ni- 1992 who've played for West Ham. Right. They've got surprisingly few goals with us. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's either, it's Defoe and yeah. a load of pensioners. Basically. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, what it is. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and Cotty on his return, was it? Yeah, was but I mean, you go remember sharing him. It must have been not Cotty, actually. No, Cotty was in there. Cotty yeah, was in there, but right. he, you know, you got to remember he scored, you know, a lot of his goals with us between, you know, sort of 85 and 89, which is pre-premiership. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously what every score at Everton and Leicester kind of contributed. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's kind of, it, it does follow a familiar pattern for, yeah. you know, People who, you know, John Radford, you could go back to. Oh, you know, God, got, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, the pensioner from Arsenal who yeah. never scored in 42 games. Oh, well, Davos Suka. Davos Suka, I was going to uh, say. Sergei yeah. Rebov. Yeah. 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 They've been class, haven't they, yeah, in yeah. their time? You know. um, uh, Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane was one of the nine. Uh, I, I can't remember the word I was going to use in between Robbie and Keane <laughs> there. But, I mean, yes. I, I, was, I was talking about Chelsea. I remember that was the low point of our last relegation season when we were... Um, at Chelsea and Robbie Keane was starring and he had some fantastic chances and he just you know yeah. mm. and so the you know Jekko I'm sure he's a fantastic professional 
but he's a 33-year-old yeah. and he's got a lot of miles on the clock. And, if you, you know, the money you're going to have to pay him to probably play 30 minutes every yeah. other week, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't seem to be a sensible solution. No, no. Um, no, I mean, I think if they're, you know, they're sort of, if they're, if you do have a, a kind of a talented midfield that moves the ball around well, well, I kind of think a, a sort of meat and potatoes sort of front man, you know, which sort of Callum Wilson is. He's a kind of sort of quite straightforward kind of old-fashioned sort of number nine, you know. Well, we probably That's should have probably got him. a young, fit version we, of yeah. that type of guy. Is, probably, is, yeah, I agree. You know, that's sort of what John Hartson was, in a way. John Hartson yeah. was an old-fashioned yeah. number yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that with Berkovich behind him and yeah. people kind of slotting it yeah. through, you know, Lampard, people to put a killer ball through is going to stick it in the net, like Troy Deeney does. Troy Deeney has a good eye for... Goal, yeah, yeah, Glenn like Murray. a kind of I mean, a kid. There are plenty of them yeah, that yeah, those, those sort of guys. Yeah. get on the end of it. I mean, my, my you know, wife the... thought Troy Deeney was Italian. Have I ever told you the story? <laughs> no. She heard him speaking on some, you know, on the sports bulletin. Danny Baker said, said, he sounds very English. She said, well, he's English. He's, you know, he's born here, but I said, mm-hmm. but Troy Deeney, is it not like Alberto Troy Deeney? Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's Troy, Troy Deeney, Deeney from North yeah, London. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we're linked with two sort of ageing players, but I think that's partially because journalists talk about names of footballers yeah. that they and their readers yeah. know. So yeah. Gary Medell is sort of the other one, who is a 32-year-old sort of defensive midfielder. Who's, who's we have tried to sign every transfer window since 19... Well, I, I'm mm-hmm. baffled as to why, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, baffled. you know... I, you know, I, the last transfer window unearthed uh, Diop... You know, who's a sort of a young. Yeah, you know, I mean, player. I think so you know, it's not this, like this we're season not... has caught up with him. Hasn't yeah, we're it? Not I mean, they can't yeah, have been expecting yeah. him to play yeah. as much uh, football as he but has. But it's so fantastic and, and, when he started. He, it, yeah. Really. yeah, and and you know, he's. I think he's. You know, he's great. He's. Yeah, he's great. But I think he's tired. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and, the, and, he needs a rest. Um, yeah, yeah. And that no money whatsoever. But I'm not really talking about. I'm not. You know, I'm not really talking about Issa Diop. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the fact that, the fact that we've unearthed a young, young player, yeah. player that no one's heard of. So, yeah. so there's no. I mean, I don't. I, you know, hopefully, we're, that's what's going to happen in the next window as well. Because I mean, he didn't cost a lot of money. No, we we need the striking. Well, he cost quite a bit. Twenty, cost, or 20 twenty-three yeah, million pounds, pounds really, for yeah. a young. But he's you know, good. I mean, yeah, that's, but it's worth yeah. every penny. No, no, no absolutely, a, that's good investment. Yeah. Young. Yeah. Capable, clearly up and coming, you know, and if, you know if 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 he has if he's successful with us, we'll sell him at a decent profit. So that that's good business, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the other thing about these older players, they have no resale resale value. No, no, we're not going to get much for Hernandez as and when he goes, are we? Um, yeah. So, you know, we probably should have been in for Callum Wilson when we were running around chasing. Lacazette and, mm-hmm. and uh, Batshuayi yeah, and all that lot, yeah. you know. Um, we need to unearth, you know, someone up and coming who's hungry for success. Um, uh, whether we'll be able to do that, I don't also, know. Also, the other thing about this transfer window is I do slightly worry me that whether we will be able to hang on, I don't know who's just on your contact, Rice, but we'll be able to hang on to Diop. I mean, you said you can see if you're... Yeah, you, you could have yeah. an eye on Champions League football either yeah. in France or. I mean, this is all right. Provide you know, it's a question of reinvestment, isn't it? You can you can lose players. You know, you might get, you're going to have to from time to time. It's well, Dortmund do it, but they always reinvest. They always reinvest bring people well. through. Absolutely. But I just don't have any faith in the way no. the club is run that no. this would happen. I mean, you know, is it anything to show us that over the last? nine years since they took over, they've had a, a plan of reinvestment and trying to grow the club through replowing profits into the squad. And it's not. No. It's, you know, servicing debt. It's everything else. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, I think sort of there's there's been problems that circumstances have kind of overtaken us and we've been, you know, like that. I mean, at the time they took the club over, we, we were servicing the debt to the to CB Holdings and, and, and so it's difficult, isn't it? Uh, and, but uh, they took that debt on board. They bought yeah, that debt. But they've had some good windows. Yeah. You know, they bought good players. They The, the players that sort of, the, that were in Allardyce's last season, the players that were in Billich's season. Um, they yeah, have I think good, they, yeah, you know, they have. And, uh, and the issue is, the issue is capitalising on that, yeah. isn't it? I don't think the issue is that they, they have had some good transfers. Winners. We have in their time bought some very good players to the club that we've enjoyed watching play. And there's a new but, head of recruitment, isn't there? Like and the he's got guy a, yeah, begins with H. We've got to wait and see and hope he does. Yeah, hope yeah. he does his job. Yeah. 
Sorry? Is it Hercelos? Hercelos. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Wow. Um, but uh, I was idly thinking, what if Sam Allardyce was still our manager and who we, who we would have? Now, what, how this season would go if he was still there? I think we would have Alan Hutton at right back. I think Possibly. he would have gone, that guy's great. He used to play for Spurs. Uh, I'm going to get him back. In. I sort of think... John Terry. Is he still playing? No, he's, he's assistant. He, Matt, he's Dean Smith's assistant at Villa. Right, yeah, it's because he went to Villa. I, I, I sort of, someone like, I think he would have bought... Is there a knackered African somewhere we could bring in? Quite possibly, There's, yeah, you know, yeah. Or maybe somebody with six months in him, but, you know... Yeah. He'd have, he'd have brought in Johnny Evans and made him captain. Yes, exactly. I was thinking Johnny Evans or Phil... Phil thingy. Jackie Elka. Jackie Elka or the other Phil at Manchester United, Phil... Jones. Jones, yeah. I thought, yes, exactly. Johnny Evans, I thought. Johnny... In fact, those two those two Manchester United guys, Evans and Jones... And Crouch was available in the transfer window. Crouch was available. Yeah, you see, I think the team this season... he'd have had Crouchy. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have had Crouchy. I think he might have sort of persuaded John Terry to play another year. We'd have him and then one of Jaggy Elka, Johnny Evans or... Actually, Johnny Evans is probably the better call. And if he'd, he'd have some real, he'd have he'd have a proper he'd have proper meat and potatoes midfielders. He'd yeah, have, he'd have got King off of Leicester or um, yes. Jonathan or Waters Harry before Art, he retired. Or Harry yeah, Arter, Jonathan yeah. Waters. Harry Arter's a very good yeah, call. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know he's yeah. yeah. Um, he's got a short term liable to be sent off. As yes, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the thing is, uh, it is we we we. Seem nominally to be kind of slagging off Sam Allardyce uh, based on just a kind of prejudice against him. And the fact is, we could conceivably be in exactly the same position with the same amount of points. But what it was about the kind of way we lost 4 0 to Manchester City at home earlier in the season is that people would take that 4 0 over a kind of Sam Allardyce 4 0 defeat, which would be exactly the same scoreline, but some weird attempt to just set up and not concede at all and simply not play all game. Yeah, I think it's. But easy. that's what Everton was, wasn't it? It, that, yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I mean, well, I mean, I mean that's. I, I think I said it on on the podcast. It felt like a Sam Allardyce performance in that we we were sort of nominally present in that game, and that happened a lot. But not involved, Sam present, but, but not, not involved, involved, as they say. Corbin. Yeah, we're like the team with the fluorescent bibs in a in a training, and that happened a lot under Allardyce in that we simply participate in the game, but we don't threaten because that's just not his style. Defending, defending the clean sheet was his thing, and. And um, actually, we banged it long in that Everton game as well. We genuinely banged it long. Like, Fabi- Fabianski picked it up and drop-kicked it out nearly every time he got yeah. the ball. It felt like a Sam Allardyce performance. Exactly. Sort of did enough to sort of... You're kind of going, yeah, they got beat by two. They weren't rolled over. They were definitely there. I could see them on the bitch. And they were sort of running around. But they didn't really... I think 2-0 con- was very generous to us. Yes, I mean, last yeah. year we battered them 3-0. Yeah, yeah. In a similar sort of end-of-season game. Yeah. Uh, and Pickford had his famous plasticine wrists. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it... You know, we we just didn't seem to compete. We didn't no, seem no. to. Yeah, you know, but there was nothing. There was Very not. Strange, you know, yeah, Calvert Lewin's a good player, but he's not Maradona. Well, that is something, isn't it? In, in the in that um, we were saying last night that that obviously Pellegrini's this charming man persona. I think he isn't a kind of uh, manager that fires a rocket up his players' asses and kind of like you know comes and sort of tears a telephone directory in half and eats it and kind of goes come on in a kind of Stuart Pearce type way. And sometimes we do fail to come out of the blocks in these games. And maybe he 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 needs kind of on pitch generals that either lead I, by a, example think, or by leading. I think that's you know? a really good point. I think there's a lack of leadership on the on the pitch. I think Balbuena coming back in will make a bit of a difference to that. I think Snodgrass makes a bit of a difference when he's on yeah. pitch because he did Zabaleta when he... By, uh, uh, and Zabaleta, when, yeah. Um, I, I think there are too many sort of uh, good but good players who are, who, are, who are not strong personalities. I mean, Anderson, he's a nice chap. He doesn't yeah. come across as a particularly... He's, he, he comes. He's quite. In, he comes across as sort of slightly introverted, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And you see the difference um, between the physicality yeah, of yeah. You know, even Hudson Odoi or yeah, yeah. Hazard last night yeah. and Anderson. You think you think that 
Anderson should be able to match Hudson Odoi. He's a young player coming through. He's a great new talent, mm. but you just you could just see that he was just more focused, more determined, more physical. Mm, yes. and they're not different, that much different in build. No, yeah, you, no. could, you talk about how how strong and how Bell Chester Hazard is, but yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, yeah. I, I think that's right. I mean, I think it is, but it is a psych, psych, it's a psychology, isn't it? It is a, it's not just a, he's quite a good physical specimen, Anderson. He's quite tough. Mm-hmm. He will tackle people and he will go in and, you know, I think what he doesn't do is, not got, what he doesn't do is oh, chase a lost you know, cause, yeah. you know, and that's the sort of thing that gets a fan, you know, like Snodgrass tried to close down about four people last night and they took effortlessly, yeah, you and know, and, and, and that's what um, Arnautovic does as well. And fans really respond to that. Like, mm-hmm. that, you know, even though the player just goes, what are you doing? You look an idiot. Yeah. The fact that he runs, you know, De Canio used to close down yeah. the keeper and all he, the time. You know, you know? He, within 10, 10 seconds of coming, being on, you know, he'd like clattered Jorginho or someone, or, yeah. or just Cheek or someone, you know, and lucky not to get a book booking. But it just, it's just like announcing I'm here. You're not going to have it all your own way. And we don't have enough of those kinds of, kinds of personalities. I think Lanzini, again, skillful player, but not really, again, a bit of an introvert. No. I think not really going to, Chee everyone up. I, I, yeah. I, th- I think he needs to. You know, that's one of the things I think we need to bring in to. And Rice, to, to a certain extent, plays sets an example. But I'm yeah. not sure he's, and not sure you should necessarily expect him at his, no, stage I mean, of his he's, career to be a kind of, kind of you know com, com, commander on the pitch. But he's fantastic with his consistency. He, you know, what he does right mm. is what he doesn't do wrong. Yeah. That's the yes, thing. Exactly. He, he, yeah. You know, sort of everything. I thought, I thought he was terrific second half. Or so. Yeah, I thought, I thought he really, yeah. really raised his game. We were, we were absolutely comp- competitive in that second half. We were, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I sat next to you yeah. guys uh, when kind of like I finally got Rice uh, two years ago and because we, we were sitting mm. right in it because he was playing on the right of a three centre yeah, backs yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, which was directly in front of us and you could just see how organised he was yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was right in front of us and he was just completely and utterly mm-hmm. composed yeah. Yeah. even when he even when he first came into the centre back position and he made those couple of rickets where he like the one where he ducked because uh, yes. he sort of misheard Joe yeah. Hart's yeah, 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 yeah. panicked yelling was that at Arsenal was that I Arsenal? think it was yeah yeah, yeah. and um but he was still, even when he first came into the team, he was shouting and pointing and was going, you take him, you know, in this kind of very organised... Yeah, he's um, a cool head. And yeah, he's a yeah. really, really cool head. But I, you also, we need a little bit of Billy Bond's blood and thunder, don't we? We need a bit of Julian Dix. Yeah. I think the team lacks that. Yeah, moment, yeah. That leadership on the pitch, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Got lots of people who can set an example. I mean, even Noble, to a certain extent, is not a blood and guts captain, is he? He is a leader. No, no. But he's not... You know, and I feel, I feel, I feel we could, you know, we could do with a commanding presence in in that, certainly in that midfield. You know, who's gonna who's gonna boss it a little bit, not just not just in terms of, you know, playing playing the football, but also in just in terms of personality and saying yeah. I'm gonna impose myself on this game. I'm not gonna let you know. And I felt we collectively we did a bit of that yeah. in the second half, but in the first half we just let them play yeah. through us. We just kind of you know. So. George, you had something to say about season, away season tickets. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I just noticed that you know we were talking about some of the stuff that's going on. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about Man U first or no. Let's talk uh, about okay. that at the end. I, mean, I just think about you know I was listening to the podcast yesterday, uh, sorry last week, and you talked about the different you know things that are going on in the club. And it seems to be that you know, that we heard Jim give a very good defence of where the the new OSB are, mm. but I've got a slightly different view. Mm-hmm. I think they're not communicating with anyone. I don't think they're representing anyone. And they seem to be completely rolled over on two key issues. One was a 17% uh, price rise for home seats and tickets, mm-hmm. which not only um, well they're not consulted about and they were absolutely mugged by, and I know they were, but they were also then banned from speaking about or banned from talking about it at all. So if you're trying to you know, set up an OSB that's trying to have a communication with the fan base, you know, nobody, you know, Sean had a, a sort of bit of a sniff on social media to say, yes, um, yes, we're meeting somebody next week. And then they had that meeting. And before that meeting happened, they announced the fact that away season ticket holders will be ID checked on the way to be part of the terms and conditions, unless it's a named person on the away season ticket, that they won't be able to go to, they will be ID checked on the way into games. Now, that'll be a random thing. You might get lucky, you might not. But I think, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine um, who I think, some of you may know um, a guy called Alex Barney who works at Talk and he's worked at LBC right. and he's saying that basically you know, his uncle 
had a heart attack and gave it to his dad was in for heart surgery and his uncle got banned for the rest of the season for having away tickets because he passed his ticket on. I mean, this right. was a guy with the same name, the yeah, same yeah, surname yeah. as him. So if we're going to that, there's going to be a lot of people in for a shock next year when the away season ticket allocations go out. Now, I understand why they're doing it because there are there's a widespread abuse of the system that, you know, you see them getting sold on. You see yeah. certain tour companies saying that we can provide a minibus with guaranteed away season tickets to certain fixtures. But I think that Again, this is a major move and nobody's talked to anyone with the fans because they've got no, their club have got no form of communication with the fans. It's effective. The, you know, I've, I, I, before I got here today, I was looking at the RSB Twitter feed. It had some like less than a dozen tweets since it got set up. It's got, you know, 300 followers, something like mm-hmm. that. And nobody's engaging with it. And the only real level of engagement there was was with the chairman, a guy called David Baker who, when I asked him a few questions about the ticket, he got the hump and blocked me. Right. So there's no, there's, there's no way of people engaging with them. Right. Uh, you, know, you look at the people on there, there's no, you know, the only concept they've got is the official club-filtered emails. Right. So you've got to go at West Ham United, so nothing's going to go there. Yeah, and there's one person who said they were a social media titan. I, I looked on their account. They're great on the Real Housewives of Cheshire and Towie, but they're not right. so great on the club, apart from unfortunate names to call... Troy Deeney and there's another guy there's other people on that on that board who've got very very dodgy social media posts relating to race mm-hmm. and I just think that it's symptomatic that this is you know the away assistant holders and I I'm lucky to get one away trip a year because of the way it goes but the away assistant holders are the guys who do turn up you know on Burnley on a Tuesday night yeah. or yeah I couldn't get I, I thought I was going to be out I thought great I took the two days off for Wolves because I thought there's no way they're going to sell out for Wolves on a Wednesday night they did and mm. I couldn't get a ticket from anywhere so these are the loyalist fans and they haven't been consulted did you hear you know Jim you're on a way did I you am, have, yeah. did you have any advance notice of this no no so <laughs> basically you're being asked to renew yeah. by what you know, four, four weeks' time, and there's been no sense of engagement. There's been no sense of thought. I'm sure there's somebody on the OSB who represents those uh, away season holders, and they've mm-hmm. got all this database. They could go out, they could send out and say, Tell us your views, and they just don't. They choose not to do it because they want to present you with a fait accompli like they did with the stadium, like they did with everything else, you know, like they did with the, you know, the, the way move was conducted, the way the allocation of seats in your stadium was, and they don't want to know your views at the OSB is their condom to make sure they don't have to talk to the fans. Right. Do you think that that, do you think that, that sort of um, uh, initiative with ID cards for away supporters is a sort of, um, you know, prim- football league-wide initiative that all the other clubs are doing it, like it sort of comes down from the FA, or is it just a West Ham No, I, I, I mean, I, I know people at Spurs, I know people, you know, there's people at yeah. Martin Cloak, I know at Spurs, and... You know, I was involved with Wiesel, I'm not anymore, but I got to meet a lot of the people. And the only place I heard it done was Man U. Right. Now, the problem is that, you know, how do you, you know, if you sit there and think, I've got a genuine problem, and I want to get to, I'm at this situation A, I want to get to this situation B. Mm. What do you do? Do you try and consult with people? Do you try and engage with people, explain what the problem is? Do you then try to introduce something gradually? Or do you just sit there and put a big size nine and stamp on yeah, the loyalist supporters? It. It's sledgehammer to crack a nut in a way, isn't it? I mean, I think to be fair, the, the away season ticket thing has become a contentious it is. issue, and I recognise the the you know the difficulties of it because you know uh, the cap on on away prices means pe- suddenly they became much 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 more popular. And than also the because, home, ex- and it's also a much you know, better experience than the home. And experience. it is a much better experience, mm. of course, now than the than the home experience tends to be. Although I think that's always been true to an to an extent. Yeah, but I think, uh, I think but, the differential but, is much better. Yeah, I agree. Bigger. I would I would agree. Or well, certainly the perceived differential. I mean, yeah. I think at times. For me, the, the home atmosphere has been pretty good at it's times. Been good. Yeah, yeah. But um, and it was often not great at Upton Park. People seem to forget that um, in recent years. Um, but it, you know, it, it is a problem. It does mean, of course, your 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 guarantee tickets to the kind of kind of the the, the Chelsea games and the Arsenal games or whatever. Um, and you know, I, I will I will I will openly admit there are times because of the job I do. There are times when midweek night games up north. I simply cannot get away from work in t- I can't just take the afternoon off so I can't always uh, well, get we, to, I get to every game I can I can you know um, honestly get to and I have family and friends people like your good selves that you know take my tickets off me at face value from time to time to time I, it's all football's always been like that people yeah. have always shared 
season tickets. Families have always shared season tickets at football clubs. I mean, that you know, it's, you can't. You're going to alienate the wrong people if if, if you're not but, careful. I mean, I think the fact is they, you know, they they don't understand the situation. When we're at Weasel, we approach it with an idea of ticket forwarding. So if somebody from the away season ticket couldn't make that. They could either forward it to, as we said, you can do it two ways. The person with the next highest number of points, yeah. so you could get rid of yeah, it, well, or yeah. you could forward it to a kind of family and friend person. So, mm. you know, if you could make it, you could forward it to me or whatever else. But they just rejected that. They didn't want, you know, they didn't, you know, it was construction off there. They didn't want to talk to us about it. Um, and, you know, this whole system that's gone on, I mean, they have no way of communicating with the fans. Who's your away season ticket rep? I don't know. I get little emails from somebody about when you're about to go, but I, no, I don't but know. No, but that's just where the bogs are and where no to park, idea. isn't it? Don't know. Who's your East Stand season ticket rep? Don't know. Don't know. No idea. No. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So they, they just haven't contributed, they haven't communicated, they haven't understand it. So this idea that this new OSB is a new nirvana of fan engagement, just absolute nonsense. I'll give you one other example, just while I'm on the thing. Because you know, Jim Dolan, who was on here last week, defended yeah. it. I, I regard as a friend... Mm, yeah. We'll see how that happens after this, conference, this podcast <laughs> comes out. But he, I, I, I'm really impressed with the way that he's got the LGBT thing together with the Pride of Irons. Yeah, him and Alistair. Him and Alistair have created a group of people to address a problem. Yeah. I went up to Bradford last week. For the, there was the BBC did a week in Bradford. And I, you know, I spent some time with the uh, Bangalore Bantams who have got, you know, the Bang, you know they, they were, you know, the, Valley Parade is right in the middle of uh, the Bangladeshi area in Bradford. Yeah, yeah. They didn't contribute. They weren't involved. And they've gone out. They've done some fantastic things. There's this woman who'd never been... You, she said, I used to lock myself in my house when football came along. Mm-hmm. And she's now a referee and has got a, is, is her son's in. And things like that. I said, well, why didn't you try something like that? And he said, uh, we've got our guy, the, LG, uh, the BME rep, and he's going to do all that. I did a big Google search over the last couple of weeks, can't find a single initiative. And West Ham have got a terrible problem with race at the moment, with Mo Salah, with other things that have been going on. Mm. I've got a friend of mine who gave up her season ticket because she reported racial issues around her for two yeah. years and never got... So she didn't come back this year, Asian woman. You know, it's just... They, they've got no idea about how to draw on the resources they want because they want to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, yeah... I'm very sad. <laughs> no, but I could, I, could go, I could go on more. I mean, I could tell you yeah. about how I had somebody on the phone for me for two hours after sending an email out to WISA members after a meeting with the club. Yeah, I was told I wasn't allowed to do that. And that's high. why they're not, you know, you've got a group of people supposed to represent fans who can't communicate with fans unless it's club approved. It's an absolute disgrace. It's an absolute scandal. They try, you know, they tried to get the FSF, they tried to get supporters directly involved with this. They refused because they saw it for what it was, an absolute shambles and an absolute sham of a, Operation. It's a shame. It's a real shame, I think. Um, you know, and it feels like they've, you know, one missed opportunity after another, really. Um, We're going to put some cheerful yeah. music under this in post-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just yeah, like yeah. To music box music. <laughs> um, yes. Well, um, that, is, uh, that is sad. But there's always, you know, there's just room for, for, room for you know, improvement. That hopefully, you know, something will, will be better. I mean, it's sort of... But it's frustrating you know, because you and I all love the club. Yeah. You know, the yes. three of us, we, you know, I'm, you know, I'm probably the person with the least amount of service. I've been going for 44, 45 years. And you, you, you sit there and you think that it could be so much... And I still enjoy going, eventually. You yeah. Know, when I'm in the seat and when I'm sitting there, you know, there are you know, things that are an arse ache and things are difficult about getting to that ground. But I still enjoy the fact I go with my boy, I go with my friends, yeah. and we have a good time. And we want to be better. They seem to think they have this perception that people who love the club hate them and they want to do yeah. the disservice we don't we just want to make it better but you can't sell us a camel and tell it it's a thoroughbred no, no, no. racehorse no yeah. no yeah. Manu um, Manu yeah. <laughs> yeah. well it's sort of yeah I mean like we say the sort of second half of the game against Chelsea was sort of there was some encouragement there I think it's sort of like Seem to have lost some. We seem to have lost our way since the first half of the season, and since that Christmas, where you know I felt very optimistic that we were kind of going to, you know, conceivably, um, you know, get quite a high 
points haul after the losing the first four games of uh, the first half of the season we we then you know our form if you took those games out of the equation was good it was very good but um things have gone against us a bit sort of since then and i sort of feel we have slightly lost our way well where the, are goals going to come from would be my, yeah, my big yeah. thing where are the goals we don't create many chances at the moment and you know, we've had little goal-scoring spells from Arnautovic earlier in the season, and we've had a little goal-scoring spell from Anderson, um, and we've been relying on on that. Uh, you know, uh, Antonio gets the odd one here and there. I feel we a little bit. It's not a team full of goals. I feel a little really bit isn't. like our four-four-two has gone. People are going. Pellegrini loves four-four-two. Loves four-four-two. But both halves yesterday sort of felt like when the change happened at half-time, it looked a little bit like Lanzini and Arnautovic were up front together in a four-four-two. But actually. It really looked like he was sort of on his own again, which Hernandez was in the first half. And um, that seemed uh, not very good. And we... But we, we Early did, on we, in the season, we seemed to have a 4-3-3 with kind of, you know, Anderson, Arnautovic and well, Yarmolenko kind of up front together. Yeah. Then there was that sort of diamond in midfield that seemed to be able to sort of push two people up into a full position. But we, we seem to have accidentally fallen into a kind of 4-5-1 that leaves whoever's... Mm. O- you know, up front, sort of on their own. I think I think we've had some injury problems. We've also, you know, yeah. The, 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 the changing point of our season was in Artovic, an Artovic. Yes, China, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, enter the dragon mystery. Yes, and it was just right. it was an absolute nightmare. And then you know, probably one of the low points I can remember as a West Ham fan is walking out of. Um, I was about to say Plough Lane, but Kings Meadow. You know, mm-hmm. after we yes. lost against yes Wimbledon, and then you get a, a text alert to say. And out to which to sign a new contract on a, you know, an increased salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, God, you know, did you just assume we were going to win that? So we could all go down the pub and have a pint to celebrate. Yeah. And it, and it just, it, yeah. I, I, the mutinous trains going back to Waterloo after that yes. was just ridiculous. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a combination of lousy agent for an out of it, you know, sticking it where mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Not sure the club managed it fantastically. I'm not sure it would have been better to go. I don't know. We got to a stage that, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm just glad that we sent the message that we're going to hang on to him yeah. in many ways. But I think that then you had to work out how we're going to manage it. And that, that video he did afterwards was so, you know, oh, oh just it was, it was nauseating. Yes, terrible. And I think that that kind of has affected the whole mood, what's gone on. And, we, you know, we have had injuries. We've, you know, we've, we've struggled to keep, you know, people together, you know. yeah. Balbuena, Yarmolenko, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. else. You know, Lanzini has come back but hasn't quite hit the form. And, yeah. you know, we just, it, it's just unravelled since Christmas. It has. It's been, yeah, and yeah. it's particularly unravelled since Wimbledon. Yes. And I think that. It was a turning point, wasn't it? We just need to, you know, it was a bad old, yeah, Everton was a bad old days time, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'd, yes, I'd it like was. to think it there was really some sort was. of focus and some sort of level was achieved in the second half last night. Yeah. yeah. Where you can see that actually, you can see a way forward there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, it came down to just putting more effort in, didn't it? Yeah, it really yeah, yeah. did come down to just chasing down, running around a bit more. We couldn't get you know. the initiative at the beginning of the game and we didn't know how to get it back, but we also do, didn't make it hard for them. We didn't sort of press them in the way that sort of no. we, we... The Newcastle game, even though both goals came through sort of set pieces, the first yeah. one was a penalty, wasn't it? And I think the second one was like a corner yeah, but, or something. Uh, didn't was rise a free kick? Game, uh, yeah, it could have been yeah. a head, yeah. yeah. Um, in, we played in that game with a fantastic tempo and it really yeah. was... Yeah you know, look like looking at a, at a modern football team. It was like we had become a team like sort of Arsenal or something. It's kind of tick-attack, a fast-moving, one-touch football. And it was a real joy to watch. And then that seemed to unravel in the subsequent home games sort of systematically and quite quickly because the Huddersfield game was exactly like that, but at just 50% the pace. We just... Um, we... You know, we... We were sort of in control of that game and they scored three goals out of nowhere from corners. But also we just had no urgency. We treated it like a training game. There's, and there's, similarly ever something you know. in the almost in the DNA of the club, certainly in you know, that that often has that we've once we've put in a good performance and a couple of got a couple of good mm, results, mm. there is this assumption that you just have to turn up 
and the, yeah. and 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 you know just just be on the pitch to win. But you th- Cardiff so. was a perfect example. Just didn't turn up. To no, that no, game. no. Just didn't even right. compete. So Snodgrass's you know. introduction last night seemed to kind of change the tempo. But uh, it, but, is, but, is, but 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 anyway, is a is a reluctant selector of Snodgrass. I think. I think that you look at Snodgrass. Is it you know you got Lanzini, you got Chikurito, mm-hmm. you got all these players there. I'd rather be playing them. But then every time Snodgrass, you know. We, you know, we thought that Snodgrass was dead and buried in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't never going to play for us again. But he's come back. You know, he could be top three in the hammer of the year just because the amount of effort and the times Definitely, he's shown yeah, his effort. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that has worried me though in the last three months is that everybody's worked out how rubbish we are at defending set pieces. Yeah, and yeah. that you know, it's been uh, a problem all season. Though, I know, but I, th- I think it's been we, a I, think, all I, do, I don't even remember in that in our famous non-title winning season in '86 when they finally worked out. That all we were doing was lobbing the balls behind the centre back for Machiavelli and Cotty. Yeah. Jim Smith played a sweeper for Oxford, which stops us dead. And I yeah. think that people have worked out now yes. that we cannot defend effectively no, set no, pieces, no. and that has you know it's become our Achilles' heel. And the only thing about it with Chelsea, we're worse than we are. You know. Yeah, maybe Balbuena coming back. Balbuena is a, you know, we were saying. Um, We've probably said this on the podcast, uh, but we certainly sort of said it on the tube last night, didn't we, Jim? That one sort of weapon in Diop's armoury that is missing is an ability to head, which given <laughs> that he's a giant, he should be... a specimen as well. Yeah, he, is, yeah. he should absolutely be ahead of the ball. Yeah, he's it's curious, terrible. isn't he? He's not no very commanding in the air. No one ever told him how to head a ball. But, it's timing but of your jump, not, isn't it, as much yeah. as anything else? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Wayne does head a ball a bit better. And, uh, oh, and our Bonner does back as well. in the air. He's good in so, there. So, you know, I mean, that, that sort of... We've just, you know, it was... It was um, it was pleasing that we it took them twenty something minutes to put the ball in the net rather than the kind of three minutes as it did with Wimbledon away. You know, if we can just kind of um you know whether the first 25 minutes of the game at Manchester United uh, you know, I think we might be in with a chance, but we've got to hit the ground running, haven't we? Yep. Yeah. Uh I mean I sort of think there's there's no one else to play really apart from the team that kind of sort of Maybe not finish the game because uh, Noble was better than uh, Obiang, mm. but um, the sort of second half team could p- possibly be the kind of lineup we send out there with Nasri to kind of come on. Then you know, yeah. it's sort of like lineup two with Snodgrass was probably better than lineup one with uh, Hernandez up front. So, so starting with that then gives you the you know the option of Nasri to be perhaps your first yeah. substitute, yeah. and then. Yeah. Antonio to maybe sort of create a bit of mayhem. Well, he got injured in the warm-up. <laughs> Did he get yeah, injured? In he, got, he, got, well? he got injured in the you know about an hour before kickoff. There was a message went out that. So I, I just, I mean, I do. Stamford Bridge built on a minefield. <laughs> I don't know. It's what it. I mean, I just wonder. You know, it's, it's sort of Nasri might has got the slight sort of Paul Kitson. I've chipped my nails type yeah, thing about yeah. it, and uh, you know, it just it. I mean. It, with all that stuff we put into his system, he should be a strong lad. He should be able to get through yes, it. Yes, you uh, would have thought so. You would oh. have thought so. It's, you know, I mean, you really don't know now, do you? It's, uh, we are so fragile. I mean, we're losing away to Cardiff. So the chances of us winning away at Manchester United... I feel we're more likely to win that kind of game almost because I think if we play like... I mean, not if we play the first half like we did against Chelsea, but if we if we play with that attitude, press them, put, yeah. put them under a bit of pressure, we've got, you know, there's, there's, at some point, Arnautovic is going to do something a bit yes. special like he can do. So, you know, we've got... He also got a bit of support there, from being he? booed off uh, against Everton. You know, he was um, encouraged by the away fans. Well, and, the, uh, he the away support is much more positive, yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, you know it really doesn't help to kind of boo a player to try and make him play better. And I think he had a very good second half. He sort of... Uh, but he was put in that sort of advanced position, you know. In the first half, he was back making sort of defensive tackles, wasn't he? And that's that's not really the best kind of, you know, utilisation no. of his skills. Um, so, you know... But, it, you know, it was kind of missing in the, you know, the, for the second goal. Hazard was just left in... You know, you think... Somebody, you know, when yeah. Cresswell went inside, to, somebody should have been back there. To, you know, he just yeah. he could have spun around like Julie Andrews and not touched anyone no, and, absolutely. And before yeah, he scored yeah. the goal. So predictions. Uh, I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a one all. I think we might go. Might just nick something out of it. Go for that, George. Well, I was going to go for a two-two. So, which is probably taking up your other option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, two-two. Okay, uh, I. Go on. <sighs> 
they just will score, won't they? You know, my rabidly optimistic um, uh, predictions have um, fallen very flat lately. Yeah. I've lost my mojo. Flip. Go the other way. Yeah. Manchester United uh, 3, West Ham United nil. <laughs> It's probably that is the other way. That's the, yeah, you've done it. I went you've the other it, way. I did right. what you told yeah. me, Jim. Yeah, I know, well, it would be you know. your fault if that is okay. the score, Jim. Yeah, all right. Uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. Uh, my name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, and George Mann. Goodbye. Come on, you irons. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.